0: Joining us again this week on Inside Motorsport is Richard Quayle as we preview the Clipsal 500. I hope you'll stay with us. Richard Crayle joins us on the line now, and Richard, it's a busy weekend for you, the Clipsal 500 in your hometown of Adelaide, and of course, we love to speak to you about racing in South Australia, because it's certainly a passion of yours.
1: Yeah, it is. G'day, Craig. It, it, you know, it, it's the week in the year for, for this state as far as car racing goes. Um, you know, since it, it sort of started in 98, we, we never knew what it was going to become, and you know, now it's, it's arguably... It's Biggest domestic motorsport event in the calendar. It's probably the second most exposed behind um, behind Bathurst in terms of V8 rounds, and you know it, it's right up there in terms of a must-win event for V8 drivers. And you know it's one of the big the big races in Australian motorsport. So, but but best of all, as a as a South Australian, it's great for our state. It pr- pr- um, portrays a really good image uh, around Australia and internationally with a, a fantastic looking track right in the heart of the city. Big crowd, great atmosphere, and I know that everyone comes over here, yourself included, um, you know, has a great time and enjoys it and uh, hits up the nightlife afterwards,
0: Craig. (laughs) One amazing thing is the way that South Australia starts the year is quite different to a lot of other states who try to space things out right across the uh, 12 months because you kick off the year with the Tour Down Under for bike racing, which, of course, the Clipsal buildings All become an integral part of that uh, event. And then you go straight into a a, a cultural event in Warm Adelaide and then straight into Clipsal. Now, I know Warm Adelaide over four days had, I think, something like 150,000 people attending, breaking the previous record from last year. And last year was the first time it had gone to a four-day event. So certainly people in and around South Australia are supporting so many different types of events too.
1: Yeah, they are. And, and you're forgetting, actually, uh, the Adelaide Fringe, which which runs for three weeks, basically, and, and that's in the Eastern Parklands as well. In, in fact, the Fringe is based in the infield of where Stag Corner was and Jones Straight on the old Grand Prix track on the extension. So, you know, it, it's an awesome thing that this city really goes off in the first couple of months of the year um and you're right they they pack in all the events and all of them very well attended i know fringe and warm adelaide as you said have had massive crowds and uh the tour down under something like 900,000 people which is basically the population of the state minus a couple hundred thousand um go out and watch some portion of it i don't know where they get those figures from but it's it's probably accurate because it looks massive but you know it's that whole thing with the state kicking off the year as a bang and and really making an impact on a, a global stage now and it, it's what we lost when we lost the Grand Prix so to get that back has been a huge thing for South Australia and say what you want about our government um, you know the one constant that they've done right through Liberal and Labor is back 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 motorsport and back the Clipsil 500 and they know the value they get out of it And you know the, the Australian government or the South Australian government put in about two million bucks a year to Clipsil And that's a pretty good investment for what they get out of it. When you look at what the Victorian government lose, and putting aside any Victoria VSA debate, Craig, um, when you see what they're losing every year on the Grand Prix, you've got to say that um, what they're getting over here is exceptional value.
0: The question comes every year as the future of the Melbourne Grand Prix continues to be on thin ice, it seems, is could Melbourne do it again and steal the Clipsal? Event now, obviously Clipsal would be Clipsal, but could the Melbourne Grand Prix track be used for a V8 Supercar event and garner the same sort of community and uh and general support as what was able to be done by Adelaide, who had that poor bastards had this thing stolen from them.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean they could. You're not going to be able to steal Clipsal, I don't think. Um, as you said, it's not a once in a a year event it's not a one round or something it's not like stealing an IndyCar race from the gold coast even though we've lost that or stealing a grand prix it's you know there are v8 supercar rounds in victoria there are v8 supercar rounds in sa um so yeah look i I would assume that they could probably do a pretty good job i I mean i personally really enjoy albert park i I, I don't think it has the atmosphere that adelaide does because it's a much more spread out area but it's a great facility um great for corporates Good viewing on the pitch straight and in through the chicanes there at one and two and turn three. Um, I'm sure they could put on a really successful V8 race, but it'd be their own thing, and, and I don't think there's any way that they um, they could steal Clipsal for lack of a better word. And, I don't think that it would affect the event over here either.
0: Now, of course, the event has always been a V8 supercar race, but every year the support acts are becoming even more impressive and and also becoming something that the crowd is staying around to watch. And this year, no different, with a couple of changes in the supports and the way the supports run, most notably GT and the Clipsall this year.
1: Yeah, the GT Championship's always been a big part of of the Clipsal 500, and um, way back in the Nations Cup days, they ran um, under lights on the Friday night and/or Saturday night, and it was always hugely popular. And, and even you go back to the year 2000 with the Race of a Thousand Years, um, and that was just such a, a popular thing and a popular event. So this year they're going back to night racing, Friday night one-hour race, two drivers for um, for some teams, which is going to be fantastic. Jason Richards making his racing return. And and that's just going to be an outstanding story. It's going to be amazing. So, um, yeah, look, you know, it's another addition to the event, another thing that people can talk about and watch. And with the concerts as well, the atmosphere is going to be awesome. And the best thing is the weather is actually looking half reasonable for it. So looking like sort of mid-20s, which should be brilliant as the... uh, the sun goes down it'll get nice and cool and we'll get brake discs and flames and all sorts of cool stuff on the streets of adelaide
0: mm. now of course as you mentioned the gt championship kicks off formula ford kicks off this weekend at Clipsal, along with the touring car masters
1: yeah i'm rapt to be involved in that series for the second year craig and as the series commentator and it's a great great championship and i say that as a motor racing fan without having any investment in the category um the racing's outstanding and and you saw quite a bit of it last year at the the v8 rounds you're at you know it's exciting it's entertaining there are different cars different noises most of them are sideways it's always exciting and you've got great personalities like jim Richards and john bow involved and this year you're going to have some more names Uh, glenn seaton will return at round two at uh, hidden valley raceway so that's going to be awesome um you know and there's just there's some awesome cars, and there's new cars this year as well. The, the two-door Falcon will return to Australian racetracks. Eddie Abelneka will um, debut that at the Clipsal 500 this weekend. Uh, the Tirana SLR 5000 will make a racing return, with Tony Edwards taking the wheel. And John bowes back, Jim Richards is back in his Falcon Sprint, but the AMC Javelin that he's building isn't too far away. Um, and there's 31 cars over three classes uh, entered for Clipsal. Uh, And it's going to get bigger and bigger as the season goes on. So, you know, it's a great series, a great event, and a lot of consistency from last year. So the guys that that proved themselves last year and were competitive are going to be the same again. The biggest change that they've got to look at is that they've made some adjustments in terms of the gun drivers, the seated drivers, and and GT do something similar. Um, Slightly more parity adjustments to those guys In terms of rev restrictions and maybe a little bit more weight Just to bring them back to the field just a little bit So last year I think we had seven different race winners And about 13 cars feature on the podium over the course of the season Wouldn't surprise me if we get more race winners this year And a group of different cars and different drivers on the race podiums As the season goes on So it's going to be really exciting And um, that category's the growth category in Australian motorsport at the moment I, I think bar none um, it's just so strong and there's so many good cars and a lot of investment in it. Mm.
0: Well, certainly the Utes over the years have had some spectacular crashes at the Clipsal Circuit. You don't want that to happen in the super car, um, in the supercar Touring Car Masters, but uh, the Utes always a favourite. And last year they tried something different with their Celebrity Driver or their Two Driver event. I'm not mm. sure if that is coming back again this year, but uh, they've certainly got their niche in the marketplace as well.
1: Oh, they do. And the Utes are hugely popular and... You know, I put all that down to a very good friend of mine, Wade Oranger, who's been there and ounces since day one, and Wade and v eight Utes fit perfectly. It is the absolute perfect fit and I, and I've been to almost every clip and I've stood in the media center and looked at the crowd and how they respond to racing, and the only time they respond, At the same level as they do when a Holden passes a Ford or a Ford passes a Holden in the V8 race is when Orange is in the commentary box getting them revved up before the start of the Utes. Um, And it fits the demographic. It fits the event perfectly. It's an entertainment spectacle as much as it is motor racing, the V8 Utes, and I think that's why it's perfect for Clipsal. They're not doing the Legends thing again, but they have got a Legends car that they're going to run all season and pop some big names in throughout the course of the year. Um... Uh, Charlie O'Brien, the uh, the touring car great, will be in it at Clipsal. but I don't think they need legends in that field. This year there's some very good names in it. Stephen White, uh, great drivers in it. Cam McConville is one that will be running V8 Utes full-time this year in the, the Bundaberg car, and and there's a host of other good names in that series, so it, that series as well is going from strength to strength.
0: All right, now who's going to win the Clipsal 500 in the V8 Supercars?
1: Look, I think Craig Lowndes probably will. Um, I think that he's due for a good result. He qualified very well at at, uh, Abu Dhabi. His races didn't go quite as well, but his qualifying's been his biggest weakness against Jamie Wincup. And I think that it looks like he's got that right. And if he can qualify well... We all know how good the guy is. He's a, a multiple Clipsal 500 winner. He's done it from the back of the grid a couple of times. So I think this could be the round where CL goes back to the front and um, and gets another win under his belt. It'd be a great, great story if he does and, um, you know, one of the most popular drivers in, uh, in Australian motorsports, so that'd be a big thing. Uh, our good friend Tony Szebecki, I know, tips uh, Shane Van Gisbergen to do it, and I really like that tip as well. Wouldn't it be a great way for him to get his first V8 win on the streets of Adelaide in front of a massive crowd? And um, he's already a bit of a, a hero to Ford fans, but that would just put him right to the very top as a, uh, a bit of a Ford
0: legend, I think. Yeah, it will do indeed. Richard, always a pleasure. I look forward to you showing me that nightlife you were talking about earlier in the show this weekend. At, at I Clips wouldn't 500. know anything about that, Craig. I
1: wouldn't know a thing. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.